Thank you for joining us today. This is another edition of Travel Calumet's original podcast. I'm your host, Rick Sense, and with me today is Michelle McCormick from Local 5, WFRV. Uh, you may recognize Michelle, which is hard to do when you're listening to this broadcast as opposed to seeing it. But Michelle delivers your nightly news uh, on WFRV locally and has been in our community, I think, probably almost about, what, four or five years? It's Six only years? three years. Three years. It hard seems longer. Believe. Okay. Uh, but Michelle has been in the area uh, and has really dived in. Um, she just, by way of background, I just want to share a few things with, with it, the listeners. Um, she does a program, a special program on the program on the first Thursday of the month, and it's called The Dish on Wisconsin Supper Clubs, which is why she and I are meeting today. Um, but in addition to that, um, she also does a thing called Extra Sides as part of that broadcast. It's kind of a little bit longer footage about the story of the supper club she's actually um, featured that month. And uh, it's really insightful. It has some really interesting, wonderful things that take place in that segment. And then she also does a podcast. Um, which is really cool, um, and the podcast is also called The Dish on Wisconsin Supper Clubs, which is the name of the special report that she does every month on the first Thursday on WFRV. I think I plugged WFRV enough. There. Thank so you so much, you. and it's in return because Calumet County has so many wonderful stories that just kind of tell themselves. <laughs> well, it's great. It's great. And, and we are, and I won't mention the name, but we are, because I don't want to ruin the surprise for your viewers in December when this will air. Uh, but we are in a supper club in Calumet County. And, um, and if only you could smell the chicken. It's really, it does smell really good. Michelle is spot on with that. When I pulled up to the parking lot, I'm like, ooh, roasted chicken. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's just just a wonderful experience in, in, uh, to, to be here. And and maybe you, if I could start with the, just the, the, the basic question of why supper clubs, Michelle? Why is that a focus for you? It happened by accident, Rick, to be honest with you. Uh, after we emerged from the COVID restrictions, um, my boss, John Lochran, who's a Green Bay native, he's the news director at Local 5, he said, hey, have you seen this group on Facebook, the Supper Club Enthusiasts, with an S? And it was just people reminiscing about their experiences in supper clubs and how much they were missing them because of the restrictions during the pandemic. And they were starting to meet up again and go out. And in order to meet up each other easily, they created these little mini orange-looking construction cones with their little insignia on it, the Wisconsin Supper Club enthusiasts, so they'd be able to spot each other. So it was a wonderful story. I visited a couple of the supper clubs with them and instantly emails, phone calls, people stopping me at the grocery store. When's the next supper club? So it was like the chupacabra a TV. We found something where we have a wealth of sources and people really want to hear about it. So that's how it happened. So now we do it the first Thursday of every month. So I can take by that it's a popular segment. I know it's an award-winning segment. Congratulations on that. Thank you so um, much. And, and just so everybody knows, it won the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association oh. Award in 2023. Um, so For best documentary. Best documentary. Not feature. Okay. Because we are looking to really examine the Supper Club tradition and look at the people behind it because I am not qualified to be a food reviewer because I like all foods. It's just a matter of the degree to which I like something more than the other thing. So I'm not saying, you know, get this, order that, stay away from that. That's not what it's about. It's about who are you? How'd you get into a supper club? And inevitably every time, Rick, 
the interview ends with the people who operate these separate clubs telling me they really feel a responsibility to preserve this tradition. It, it, it's just beautiful. I love it. So, and it is a tradition-rich um, opportunity for anybody that wants to experience old world Wisconsin. Supper Club is one of the best places to do it at. From your experiences, because you've been all over the area now at different supper clubs, not just in Calumet County, and it's hard to believe there are supper clubs outside of Calumet, but we won't go into that. <laughs> um, but what, what's that experience? What Maybe if you can share with listeners some of uh, just that tradition that's come through in the places you visited so far. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, the linens are always a, a wonderful feature when I go to, like, uh, River's Bend in Green Bay, you know. But then I always like the unique drinks that are offered. Like, for example, Gobbler's Knot in Stockbridge. They've got a funny little cocktail <laughs> that, you know, you have to go there to find out what it is. Or then the beautiful story of Schwartz's in St. Anna mm-hmm. and how even though the owner passed away, uh, that the family, the, the mother-in-law that he purchased the supper club from, she came back to help his widow keep the supper club going that's a beautiful thing that's that's a, a, a it, it's tragic in some ways but as they explained to me in Schwartz, it is a way to keep him alive as well by carrying on a tradition that a loved one loved and so the stories do get in depth i mean i was at blanks not too long ago and and uh it was incredible to me that i met a couple they go there every year to celebrate their anniversary. They've been married for seven years. They The first date was at Blank's, the wedding was at Blank's, and the reunion is at Blank's. Those are the kind of wonderful stories that you hear. And, you know, besides tradition, we, we have to, you know, I, you can't go long in an interview talking about supper clubs without bringing up food. Yes. Um, from the ones you've been to, what are some of the things that you found that you really appreciate about a supper club and the, and the food selection at a supper club? Well, I didn't realize it is important if the steaks are hand cut and they're hand cut right there on the premises by somebody who knows what they're doing to get the right cut of meat, to get the best quality for the fair price. Uh, so the hand cut meats impress me. Uh, the salad bars, I, I, you know, 40, 50 items on a salad bar. Incredible. Gino Steakhouse, for example, they do a liver paste. Or you've got Romy's Nightingale and they do chicken gizzards, you know, little added extras that, you know, are unique to that supper club in what they offer. I had, you know, in Antlers and Bondwell, they serve alligator, go figure. (laughs) But, you know, I interviewed a guy from Mississippi, came to Wisconsin, went to their German night. You know, they have one night a week where they do German fare um, and, and they have like this pork loin that they do. And he says he can't get that food anywhere in the South. So he plans his vacations around being able to come up to this supper club and get the special that they offer on German night. Yeah, I love it. It's, it's great. Uh, in, in addition to the food, and, and you can, I mean, you can have, as you mentioned, steak. And then there's always the Friday fish fries popular. Um, I don't, uh, you know, it, it, we you could go on and on about the food, but one thing that often gets overlooked with supper clubs, but maybe not by Wisconsinites, but people visiting is there's more to a supper club than just the food, and that's the drinks. Um, what 
is your favorite drink at a supper club? Um, you can, you're can you allowed to say just the standard cliche answer if you want, but what is your favorite drink well, at a supper club? Well, I do like a brandy old-fashioned sweet. And in fact, I spoke with Corbell, and they insist, you know, a huge amount of their products still comes to Wisconsin. Yet I will tell you, I see plenty of people doing whiskey old fashions. So I don't, you know, I, I, I know that Wisconsin is consuming brandy, I'm not sure it's in the old-fashioned. Maybe it's the ice cream drink, the Brandy Alexander, because I see a lot more whiskey old-fashions. The Sky Club in Plover, Patrick, a smart aleck behind the bar, I can say that. He owns the joint. He talked me into a Jim Beam orange sour. Lovely departure, refreshing change of pace, but I would have to say Brandy old-fashioned with cherries and an orange. Come on. Mm You've had a chance to interview uh, different people, obviously. Uh, one of them is, I think it's Ray Fiola. Yes, um, the Ray, guru of yeah, supper clubs. The guru of supper clubs. What is it like to sit down with the guru of supper clubs when you are such a fan of supper clubs? Is, is it like a is it like the little kid seeing his baseball star come to life, or what is it? <laughs> well, you know, he is such a wealth of information, and I look to Ron just for affirmation because I do find some supper club purists. You know, they have all these restrictions, like it has to have this or it has to have that, or you know. And Ron is like, no. There's a reason why supper clubs have changed or evolved or changed their offerings over the years. There really is some thought and care behind it. Um, And he doesn't stick to these, you know, it has to have a salad bar, you know, or it has to have a relish tray. He says, you really shouldn't do that. You should accept the supper club for what they're offering. The key to a supper club, homemade food from scratch that day fish fresh i mean like a couple days old at the most you know uh the people if they don't live on the premises they're pretty nearby they're very attentive to their business so chances are the owner or somebody who's connected or related to the owner is on the premises so those things make the supper clubs unique and and that really will never change but the thing about the relish tray the salad bar you know it all depends on staffing which is still an issue for a lot of supper clubs. So I really would encourage people to really think twice before they go on to Yelp to complain about a supper club because they had to wait and there were plenty of empty tables. Well, they might not have the same amount of servers. I mean, that's a challenge in this business still. That's what I keep hearing. So I hope people will realize you're supposed to relax. You're supposed to enjoy yourself. You're supposed to make conversation. And I go into supper clubs alone all the time, Ooh, you know, but I, I always find friends, make conversation, never made to feel uncomfortable, you know, for eating alone or eating at the bar. And that's how it should be, right? If you're welcoming somebody into your home and that's the feel. So it was great meeting Ron to kind of confirm the same thoughts that I was having. I also feel we all complement each other. Uh, You know, there is so much written about the Southeast Wisconsin Supper Clubs, uh, the Madison area Supper Clubs. You know, excuse me if I'm a little partial to Northeast Wisconsin. I really think it's a treasure that not many people appreciate. So it's a double-edged sword that I let everybody know. about what I think is the treasure, and that's the Northeast Wisconsin Supper Club. You know, I went to a place, uh, Moxie's in Casco, where a couple of customers asked for a fish boil. Well, the owner had never done one, but there was a rewinder from Algoma who came in as a customer who did have 
a fish boil tradition and recipe that was passed down to his, you know, through his father and his father before him from Sweden. So now they do a fish boil, a trout boil in the summer. And, you know, you're not going to get that with a chain restaurant where somebody can be that fluid and flexible and local, local, local. These people are our friends. Yeah, I'm into it. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell. I can tell. Um, I'm going to wrap up with the final question, I guess, is, is people have gone out of their way to let you know how much they appreciate the fact that WFRV is doing these stories. What do you think is the enduring thing that keeps people wanting to learn and know more about supper clubs? What is the thing, what is the it that it has that other restaurant fair or, or other experiences don't? I think what comes through in the story, and it is because I just hang out, right? I don't want anything staged. I just want to observe the supper club in its natural being. And it's just comforting. The stories are just comforting. Uh, It's fun to look at food, especially when it looks so beautiful. Let's just give it away where we're at. (laughs) We get it's the Altona Supper Club with chicken that is so golden brown and beautiful and the steam coming off of it. You know, that's pretty pictures. Who doesn't like to look at pretty pictures? And food can be pretty. (laughs) Yes, it can. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, and listeners, uh, like what you hear, please uh, don't hesitate to subscribe to the, the podcast. Thank you again for joining us today, and we'll catch you next time. Take care.